is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on that text line, 704-570-9610. Just a couple of texts on there. My man on the 704 number posted that he still wears a Rolling Stones shirt from RFK Stadium, 1982. Okay, Jeff from Charlotte. He said that. And <laughs> the concert K- t-shirts are cool. Yeah, K-Town Steve said he still has his Larry Johnson Hornets jersey from the year he was drafted. That's that's pretty nice right there. Yeah, because everybody will get the Larry Johnson jersey now, and they'll order it off of Mitchell and Ness, <laughs> and it looks fantastic. But if you got the OG, like, no, I got this in 1992. The original. Yeah, that's, that brings a little different flavor to it. Yeah, man. So let's... Uh, Go over to the campus. Kona. All right. ESPN dropped their top 100 college football players of 2023. Caleb Williams was number one. Drake May, where many thought would be number two, is number five. How do we feel about Harold Perkins, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Brock Bowers, in addition to Caleb Williams, all being ranked ahead of one Drake May. Well, look, I, I forgive me for not knowing the game for Harold Perkins nearly as well, but I definitely know a Marvin Harrison Jr., and I definitely know a Brock Bowers, and those guys are being tabbed as among the best prospects going into the NFL draft as well with just how productive Bowers is as a tight end. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is Jamar Chasey in the way that he could be a top-five pick if he came out a year early but is not eligible to, and so you have to wait a year, and Jamar Chase just decided, look, man, I ain't going to play. I'm not going to get hurt because I know what I'm going to be in the NFL. And he was right on that. Marvin Harrison Jr. is that type of wide receiver. And we've seen him play to that kind of level. I don't have any problem with those two guys. Harold Perkins, I'm not going to speak because I don't necessarily know as much about him. But it doesn't bother me as much. It's funny to me, like Drake May is the fifth best prospect or the fifth best player in all of college football. And there are some people that might see that as a slight. Like, no, he's a top five guy as a QB at North Carolina. He's probably still going to get drafted at least in the top three, depending on what you feel about Marvin Harrison Jr. as an NFL draft prospect. Do you think it's too low, Wes? Uh, I definitely do, and so I'm going to go to Fiddy on this after I say my piece. But uh, Harold Perkins is a Michael Parsons type. This is a menace off the edge. A lot of people are very high on him. He was a five-star coming out of high school, and this is a guy that a lot of people are hyping. It's just a complete terror off the edge, so he will probably go top five. Uh, in the NFL draft when it is his time as well. Marvin Harrison Jr., I do love him. Brock Bowers, I do love him as well. But come on, man, in the grand scheme of things, when you have a quarterback that's touted as a generational type of prospect, then no, I I can't put those guys over uh, Drake May. I, I just can't. And I know that the way... Drake May ended the season was not great, but I'm still going to put faith in him to come out and look the way that he looked in the first 10 games and not the last uh, not the last games of his season. And so with that said, no, nah, I, I don't agree with that. You think he should uh, be second? Yeah, I think he should be number two. No doubt think, about buddy? it. If college teams had their choice of players in a pool, I would guarantee you well, that Caleb Williams is going to go one and Drake May is going to go two. How much How much of it is it the fact that he plays QB, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, the fact that he can be very, very dominant at that position is the most important position in all of sports. So, to me, that trumps a tight end. And I love wide receivers as well. And a pass rusher is very important. But, come on now, we're talking about a quarterback. 
What do you think, Fetty? Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that I do think that that's a little bit low. You could sell me on him being behind Harold Perkins because I watched that man single-handedly beat Arkansas a year ago. You know, Wes compared him to Micah Parsons. That's that's the goodest comparison as you're going to find. That's how dominant he was on a very bad defense. And look, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be the best wide receiver that the Ohio State has produced in the last decade. And that's saying something. And Brock Bowers is a great tight end for Georgia. But, I mean, Drake May, like like Les said, he's a generational talent. Like, he's going to be the face of someone's franchise. Marvin Harrison might be... There's never going to be a, a situation where a tight end is the face of the franchise, let alone the face of a college football program. So I think he should be third. Like, you you could sell me on Harold Perkins being two. because See, I can't even that do man. that because Harold Perkins had, I mean, he had eight and a half sacks. He's a good, really good player. The, the, guy, the guy that I have no problem ranking above him is Marvin Harrison Jr. Filthy. Well... <laughs> I mean, like a lot of that is like, look at the the, the system that he's in. And but the, is he that much better than Olave? Sorry, Fiddy, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, brother. No, but I'm, I'm kind of just arguing with Walker. Like, I, I, like, no, Drake May should be. He should probably be number two when you look at the numbers that Harold Perkins put together last year with only eight and a half sacks. That LSU defense that was atrocious. That's why it's been revamped via the transfer portal. I think May comes in five because the last four games he was pedestrian. Yeah, I mean, I do think Marvin Harrison, he's being talked about better than Chris Olave and a Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson was an offensive rookie of the year. And Chris Olave, was he that for the NFC? I don't Anyways, we know that Chris Olave could win it. And we could see him have a big old breakout season even more so this year. Yeah, Marvin Harrison, I he's going to be... I mean, even in some of these NFL mock drafts, he's going second overall above Drake. I don't think that happens because you're right. I think when it comes to a prospect, who you want to build your team around. Is Matt Millen still an NFL GM? <laughs> <laughs> if so, that would help. But yeah, if Drake May, Drake May's going to go second because we all know that a QB is going to be somebody that you want to build your football around, uh, football team around more so. But I, I don't mind Marvin Harrison being up. Then the ACC also rounds out the top 10. Jordan Travis clocked in at number eight. Jared Verse came in at number nine. There's Michael then, Penix at six. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. And so when you go down the list, though, Clemson's Will Shipley, a guy, hometown kid. I feel like we don't talk about him enough. He checks in at number 26, all ACC team at three different positions last year, second in the league last season in all-purpose yards per game. Is he the best non-quarterback uh, offensive player in the ACC, in your opinion? Doesn't scream that to me. I think of Trey Benson as someone who could just have a monster season for Florida State. This is someone that led the league last year in, in broken tackle rate. And you've even talked about this, Wes. Like, honestly, maybe you've even influenced me. So you might be arguing with yourself as well. <laughs> but when we've talked about Will Shipley, you and I both have talked about him being a good running back, mm -hmm. but not a phenomenal one. And I do think Trey Benson has the type of ability for Florida State to just go nuclear this season. Yeah, I don't know. Will Shipley doesn't scream, oh, this is the guy that is going to be the best offensive player outside of a QB in the ACC. Well, the thing is, he's pretty good. When you look across the league, Trey Benson's still going to have to split with those other the FSU backs. I don't know that he gets to the numbers that Will Shipley could. Shipley also has to split some carries with Phil Moffa in that backfield, so there's another uh, deal for him, but to be a guy that made all ACC in three different positions preseason, he was also voted in much the same way. I don't know how much they'll have him back there as a return man, but when you look at the rest of the league, as far as just the players coming back and who's going to be the most dominant, uh, I, I think that 
he definitely has a case because a wide receiver, there's no true superstars out there at the moment. There are some good wide receivers, but not necessarily great ones. And to me in the league, he's clearly the best running back coming into this season. Well, maybe not clearly because Trey Benson has a case as well. But I think still at the end of the day, when you talk about production, Trey Benson was 102 total yards uh, per game. Shipley rushed for 1182. Benson rushed for 990. I believe Benson missed a game or so, and he also has the split. Yeah, he played carries. one less. He played one less than Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, uh, but I, I like Trey Benson as well, but I, I would go Shipley as the best non-quarterback coming into the season uh, offensively. But, Fiddy, what say you? Do you think that uh, Will Shipley's an underrated guy? Do you think 26 too high, too low, what? Uh, I think he's properly rated. I think if, you know, if he were to come back and play college football again next year, this number would be much, uh, I guess, Lower, but like, I mean, because he'd be a higher rated player because right. I think he's going to be a freak in, in Garrett Riley's offense. If, if Cade Klubnik hits, if, if, if Cade isn't the quarterback that I think he's going to be, I think you'll see Will Shipley still put up good numbers, but won't be the monster he's going to be because you have subpar quarterback play.